Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, JackieCation.com has everything. Both of my podcasts, all of the stand-up stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so, I think, does dorkforest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at Jackie Cation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch. There's stand-up. There's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to my garage. It's me, Jackie Cation. Uh, with me, stand-up comic, podcaster, and all-around good egg, and someone that I will be hanging out with. We will become friends because we're already on a thread together. Uh, welcome to the Dork Forest, Jasmine Ellis. Yay! Thanks for having me, Jackie. There you go. Jasmine Ellis. It's jasmineellis.comedy.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's at Jasmine Ellis Comedy on all the things. And Jasmine is spelled like Jasmine and Ellis is spelled like Ellis. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, I will say there's so much debate about how to spell it now, but Jasmine has an E at the end. Uh, I do it with an E and there's no E. (laughs) Right. So live it up and you will see it in the notes. Now, you also have a podcast called Rhythm and Bay, and it is about uh, people's music clubs, right? Yes. I talk to funny people about the songs they would put on the playlist of their life. How How many songs do they have to pick? I only let them choose five because it's such a, I mean, people really overthink it. It's so funny. Um, Comedians are so self-conscious about like their choices. And I'm just like, no, what speaks to you? What reminds you of family? What reminds you of home? What makes you feel happy? And I just, I love these conversations. That's nice. So me and Rhinestone Cowboy, good for me. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so I was on a show once called The List on Mm -hmm. VH1. And it was, you had to pick songs that, um, that spoke to you for some reason. And I picked all joke songs and was mocked openly oh. by, by Ray Manzarek from The Doors, uh, which was ridiculous because Ray Manzarek was in The Doors. And I got to meet, and Steven Seagal and, uh, and Henry Rollins and Adam Goldberg of all people. That is, I grew up on those, those, those VH1 talking head shows. Like I was obsessed with all of those. I love the eighties. That's how I know so much about pop culture. I wasn't even alive for it. Like I would eat up the seventies with all of it. I love those shows. That is exactly why everybody like the fact that Carmen Morales is into yacht rock and she calls it yacht rock and it's a term. Uh, that is Michael McDonald. <laughs> yeah, that is you being raised with VH1, celebrating a decade that you weren't around for. Which is why it's so funny because millennials, the people in their thirties, like like you know uh, late twenties, early thirties, we jump down the throats of Gen Z for not knowing anything. But they are like one of the first generations to grow up where all the media was around them. It was like we were always kind of like okay, we had Nickelodeon, but we were always always watching what our parents were watching. And yeah. these kids grew up with the the TV in the bedroom and their own laptop, so they only focused on what was interesting to them. So they yeah, only was- know stuff five years past when they were born. Yeah, they don't know anything because of the YouTube business. Like. They can. They literally are just like I'm going to look up the Wiggles for the thirtieth thousandth time. Yeah, it's on yeah. demand entertainment. It's uh my uh my very Gen Alpha goddaughter was. <laughs> she loves Raven's House, right? And then we tried to get her to watch Raven Simone's show from when we were teenagers, and she goes, "This is boring. Why does the mom have her own show?" And I was like, oh, <laughs> "Get out of here! You will not disrespect Raven." <laughs> How old? She is eight, and she is. Oh well, eight. That is um, that is a brutal age. If I if you ever performed for children and had like more than one nine year old give you a thumbs down, it is. I would never recover. It is. It is epically accurate. Is what it is. Because <laughs> okay, so Jasmine Ellis, stand up comic, finder, Jasmine Ellis dot comedy. Uh, but here's the scoop. I hear. Okay, I heard something in the background. Might be your AC. Might be my AC. Is it too loud? 
No, it was just playing and I've acknowledged it. And now we all know what it is. So calm down. It's 114 degrees. Yes. So uh, don't do. Yeah. So don't sweat it. I'm over here. Uh, let's talk about your dorkdom, which I thought was kind of super unique. I liked because and they kind of go together. Like it's it's fancy makeup. <laughs> uh, and I wonder if it's available at Ross Marshall's and Nordstrom Rack. And then <laughs> Divas from TV and film. Uh-huh. Those are all, they all are very, very good looking people that dress themselves up and maybe do it on a budget and yet look fabulous. <laughs> that is very me. Uh, that is, <laughs> if you're going to describe, like, what does she look like? Like, it's all from Ross, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> Right. There's so much effort in it, though. You have to literally cull through racks and racks, right? And it's so funny. I love I love dorkdom is a is a big concept because anything you're passionate about, you can be a dork about. And I was thinking about it and I was like, no, I am a dork about makeup and clothes and saving money. And I think that all started from when I was a kid and like just my favorite. I started thinking about it and I, I was like, man, I could give like a college level thesis about TV and film divas starting all the way back with like watching Muppet Babies and how I looked okay. at Miss Piggy and I was like, I feel seen. Like this is, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a puppet of a Caucasian pig, but I feel represented by- She couldn't be woman. more pink. She couldn't be more pink. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember who I mostly related to is I think my first crush, I think was, um, was the adolescent Bam Bam oh. on, on uh, because he was just a thug, man. He was just a happy-go-lucky, just box of a man. And uh, and then, but I really, but Racer X was cru- truly, like, I never liked Speed Racer. I always liked Racer X. He was a man of mystery. Ooh. So, but the, so when you're a kid, you're given a certain amount of money. And you're like, well, I have to figure out exactly how to spend it. If you're allowed, if you're taught how to use money when you're a kid, you're like, here's $10. What do you want to spend it on? And you're like. <laughs> well, maybe I could buy this or maybe I can get a hair tie or maybe, you know, is it, so it starts there and you're watching all of these people who are fabulously dressed by professionals. Mm -hmm. So how do you go to Ross or, I mean, do you go with your mom or your parents and to Marshall's and. It started, it's kind of funny. It's, it's become my like therapy now as an adult now, especially when I go to these, like, so I'm at the stage in my career. Uh, I am not a household name. Uh, I am not, I'm not Me there. Yeah. Um, but I'm having fun and I'm enjoying things. And I get sent to a lot of middle of nowhere places, like two, three hours away from the airport. But one thing is consistent. They always have a little shopping center that has a Ross, a Marshalls, and a home. <laughs> and I make a point of leaving just a little space in my suitcase, not much. Um, I love these discount messes of stores. They get everything that's like two to three years old <laughs> from um, from major department stores. And then it's just kind of shoved together. My older sister, she despises it. It's like, she's way too type A for it. It's so disorganized, but like, it's like the chaos of my brain, but like, for, for sale. I absolutely love gathering. I think that is like one of those stereotypical woman things. And when I'm in a Ross, I feel like I am like serving my purpose. I'm like, I'm going to gather the most necessary good, even though I don't need it. I know it's yeah. very humorous, but it is so soothing to me. Sometimes I will literally pick out a bunch of stuff and this is going to sound awful. I'll just leave the cart. I'll go, do you need anything in here? No. Did you find the best stuff? Yes. And then I leave. Oh, you know what though? That is, you know what? That is therapeutic and also a really good way of not wasting money, right? <laughs> Cause you're just like, I just did the thing and I cannot Ross and Marshall's. I know that there's magic in there, but I've been wearing this shirt for five years because <laughs> I can't face it. And I wish, you know, like I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, you dress people for a living. Could you dress? Could you do anything with this? And she's like, no, I don't want to. And I said, I'm wearing cargo shorts right now. And she's like, oh, maybe, maybe <laughs> you need help. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know how to uh, goad her into fixing how I'm dressed. Sometimes I do call Erin uh, Jackson and ask her where she got the shirt she's wearing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's a Michael Kors. It's over at Macy's Jackie, just go. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. So you go in. How do you do it though? What racks do you gravitate towards? Okay, so what you have to do is you have to have a strategy. I always grab a cart the second I walk in. Um, I sanitize it. Um, even pre-COVID, I was always sanitizing everything in there because I was like, "You're it's, not wrong." It feels chaotic. <laughs> 
And by the way, it's kind of funny because I have friends that are like, oh, that's that's awful. Like, it's just junk. But then they love to thrift. And I'm like, that's just junk that a dead person had first. Like, right. <laughs> it's no kidding. mass made garbage. You just I'm just going. I'm cutting the middleman. All right. So um, I start with my cart. And then what I like to do is I kind of make a square formation going like down the aisles and do the peripheral walk all the way around back to the register. And if anything grabs me, I grab it that way. Okay, then, you go outside first. Outside first. Now the stores are like split like this, like they're all built exactly the same, which is, as you can see, as a comic, I go from city to city and it just gives me like a sense of normalcy. Oh. Um, and sometimes sometimes these towns are a little too, God, they, they give me a little bit of the, like, you know, sometimes they're fun, but sometimes I'm also like, I don't want to be here all the time. I don't know right. politically where everybody's at. Do you know what everybody loves? A bargain. This right. is a place where we're all equal. We're all happy. We're all. I, I literally will look for a chain. I love a Barnes and Noble. I love a Hampton Inn just yes. because of the accidental tourism part of it, where it's soothing. I'm like, well, at least I know where I'm at. I'm yes. safe. Yeah. And when you're and whenever you're at the lowest tier of a Marriott hotel, it's across the street from a market. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's right there. I so, want, I need to look at that now. I need to look. Okay. It's all by design. That way, if you forget something stupid, it's right there. I will say I definitely have favorites. Um, I prefer a Nordstrom rack. They okay. tend to be a little bit more faux organized. They're not that okay. there. I just think because they have the Nordstrom name attached. There's a pretense to uh, to something. Yes, um, I, I love a Nordstrom rack. One of my favorite ones was in Times Square. Oh God, that's a that's a solid Nordstrom rack. Spend an afternoon there. Wow. Uh, All right. <laughs> um, I I love that. Um, Ross is kind of I, see. It's like how to explain it. Ross is kind of like the relationship I have with like barefoot wine, where like I know it's not good, and there's better <laughs> options. <laughs> But it reminds me of my humble beginnings. So, <laughs> same thing with a hostess donut over here. Oh yes, the donuts are not a good donut, but they are the best plastic uh, chocolatey donut in the world. And and the it's chocolate so one, the chocolate one does taste like the wrapping. That's your favorite? Oh, it's a delight. It's so. I will have a, a row of donuts and uh, a terrible three dollar milk from from a gas station. And I mean, it's like it's like one of the guilty foods of my life. It doesn't. It doesn't make me a better person, but it is soothing. It's a good road trip snack. I'm. I'm right there with my grandma cookies. Those are good. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I know those. Speaking of snacks, so I have a, this word of advice. If you guys are dipping into this, do not buy the food at these stores. There is no regulation on how long it stays in the store. There's never any expiration dates. Don't do it. I don't care if you're getting, if you're like, oh, it's December 12th. I'm in line and I see this adorable box of uh, ch hot chocolate uh, snowmen. Obviously, this is for, no, this is from last Christmas. Right. <laughs> get it. Never, ever, ever buy anything to eat at any of these stores. Okay, so novelty, it's like they, they have the novelty foods because they don't have like, it's not like going to the 99 cents only store where mm -hmm. you're like, well, if I'm buying this. When I first moved here, I said to my roommate, I would never buy food at the 99 cents only because we would go there and spend $5 because we were broke and yeah. uh, and it was soothing. And she, I was like, I would never buy food there. And she, she looked at me, she said, Everything you eat out of our pantry is from there. It is from Saudi Arabia. It is from Mexico. It is from everywhere that isn't here. I will say, text, uh, California has a, because California has a strict guidelines on like what plastics can be sold. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. This is gonna sound terrible. the The discount experience in California is way less fun because they won't sell you as much cancer. So right. there's less, <laughs> less cancer means less products and. <laughs> It's kind of a let like if I'm in like middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, oh, it is like the it is I, on. I walk through the doors and it's like the beginning of come with me <laughs> in a world of pure desecration. It's just stuck oh my gosh. That is hilarious. <laughs> Everything. Uh, okay, so you start at the outside, you and your cart. And yes. then you sort of do you do like do you work like out like outside? Like then just keep doing the square kind of inside and inside and inside. So I go, um, and it depends. I was just in a Marshall. So I'm giving you my, my, my closest Marshall's patterns, which was so funny too, by the way, I was supposed to come over and make content with my friend. And she was like, Oh, give me 15 minutes. I have to walk the dog. And I was like, Oh, a Marshall's. And then, 
it was like I fell through a time hole. And when I got, I didn't, I didn't look at my phone the entire, I think it, I didn't look at my phone the entire time. And I, I had been in there for, I thought I had been there for 15 minutes and it had been in an, an hour. And I was like, how, how? And so I just, sorry. I got two shirts. I'm, I'm very proud of my self-control on these things. Um, right. But yeah, so I go, I go in a start, I, I start with the peripheral. Then if something truly catches my eye, I go there and then I go down that aisle. So if I'm like, oh, what is that like a set of hot rollers? I haven't used hot rollers in a long time. Now I'm in the beauty section. Now beauty, you got to really go through. Do not buy makeup at these places. If you do, is, is, is it like novelty food? Is it the same problem? Yes, it's very old and expired. If you look up the makeup, like you can look up batch numbers on the bottom of them, stuff so you can find out how old something is. This is, you have to dedicate time to this. So right. you, sometimes you do find some gems, some makeup that is just, Ulta just had too many. Sometimes yeah. it happens, but other times it's something that's expired or defective. So always check the batch numbers. Um, <laughs> The good ones, I like when they put it in the plastic case all around it. I don't trust it when it's just a loose box because someone's going to stick their whole hand in it and test the eyeshadows and stuff. And then you've got somebody's fingertips on your face. So I have my yeah. rule. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a good rule. Oh, my gosh. Perfumes are a winner. You, um, here's Perfume is just fancy water. And there's so many perfumes <laughs> are one of those that last forever. You can find really good ones. I, I love I guess I should have put this on one of my dorkdoms too. I enjoy poorly made celebrity fragrances. So, sometimes. <laughs> Why poorly made? Are they just funny to you? And then you're just like, yes. I'm wearing it anyway. There's a certain, we're, we're never going to be in this era of celebrity again. There used to be a point where Beyonce every two months would have a different version of heat, heat pulse, heat sexy, heat noir. And it was like the same perfume, but in different bottles. I, that is so funny to me when they smell <laughs> exactly the same. Like, you know, just a little bit of cayenne pepper and flowers. And open <laughs> And they just, they all smell the same. And I mean, and now like everyone's all about like the super, super luxury. It's all about like, no one's ever heard of it. And like celebrities aren't celebrities the way they used to be. You know what I mean? I can't tell you, I can't tell you which girl is huge on TikTok. I don't know the dancers, but like early 2000s when JLo and Jessica Simpson and, and Britney Spears and Paris Hilton and all of these like celebutants had fragrances and they just all, they smell awful. I love it. <laughs> Ross is where they go to die. Ross and Marshalls, and it, they're everywhere. So, give the don't turn your nose up at the perfume section. Go through okay. the perfume. Go through the and can you smell them? Is it okay to open them and smell them, or is no? So okay. most of the time they're sealed closed. So yep. that's kind of too. It's okay. Listen, I don't gamble. I just gamble with my money. You know right. So You're just like, this is the most hilarious idea in the world. I'm gonna buy this, and then if it doesn't smell good, I'm not gonna wear it. Is yeah. that the jam? Okay. Yes, but sometimes the bottles themselves are just so pretty or over the top. Oh, yeah. It's just pretty to have in your house. Like, yeah. there's, there's perfumes that I despise the smell of, but I'm like, this bottle's gorgeous. So it's, <laughs> and, oh my God, we're making it back to the divas because Miss Piggy had this yeah. whole tray of perfumes. And I just, <laughs> oh, always in the background. Yeah, a tray yes. of perfumes. Yeah. I think I've been trying to recreate that my whole life. <laughs> Can you tell what other people are wearing a perfume, like what they're wearing sometimes? I have a pretty good nose when it comes to that. Although I will say all of these perfumeries, perfume houses, they copy each other. So there's really maybe 10 unique fragrances. Okay. And then everything else is just like the same uh, smells being recycled. So it's, everything's either like a vanilla base, a spice base, a citrus base, or a clean base, you know? So okay. I can usually... Also, well, most people wear like this. There's there's really like five or six perfumes everybody wears. So like every, I promise you, if you walk into any space with men in it, somebody is wearing Aqua de Joya. Okay. Someone's wearing YSL Man. Someone is, uh, if it's in LA, they're for sure wearing Chanel Blue. Okay. Kind of classic, kind of expensive. Uh, and then, um, yeah, an Axe body spray. Those are just right, right. I did an episode with um with Pasha, uh, my oh, buddy. Yeah my buddy Pasha about uh about men's cologne and perfume mm -hmm. and um boy did I not know what he was talking about and uh but he does Absolutely. always smell good every time I hug him I'm like oh yeah yeah you smell good so um I use soap and that is all <laughs> but I um so but this what was the specific thing you said about the makeup the, the it was there was a term that you used that made me laugh it's, it's a lot like, of 
discontinued makeup. Some of it can be like straight up expired. You don't know. So like do your research on whatever it is you buy before you put it on your face. I right. think it's worth it to just Did buy you it. get it. They, <laughs> How much is this stuff? The stuff isn't that expensive, right? It's yeah. three or five dollars or. And that's the, that's the beauty of it is it gives uh, us poor folks the chance to just have unlimited consumerism. Because it's like <laughs> no, matter, no matter where I'm at financially, I have twenty five dollars for Marshalls. Okay. Uh, I do. Well, then again, things are going up. Um, but perfume tends to be at least at a huge fragment from what it costs in the, in the regular stores, but right. it's discontinued. Um, I will say that I was talking to a friend of mine who had, she was like, I need, I'm a, sh I, I have shopping issues. And I was like, I mean, I could tell her to go to debtors anonymous <laughs> or I could tell her to go to the 99 cent store, which is what I used to do when I was just sad. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to buy something. I didn't, I didn't want to be as broke as I was. Yeah. I didn't want to be as poor as I was. And I was like, well, if I can go spend $5 at a 99 cents, I need at the very least I can get one of those toys where you have the, the, the ball that you bounce with the paddle. And I'm like, look, I got that. And that was 99 cents. That it's also a bonding thing for me. Like it's, it's, you know, whether I have no, I, there were so many times where I was broke and me and my friends in college would just go, you want to go Ross? Let's go. And yeah. we'd just walk around and maybe like four of us would be together and one of us would buy a candle. But was we, <laughs> we killed an hour together. And so, yeah. oh gosh, this is so bad. My family is <laughs> Sometimes me and my sister, I miss her so much all the time. My little sister, um, yeah. we, we will uh, call each other and I'll be like, what are you doing? And she's like, girl, you know, I'm at Ross. I, you know, <laughs> I'm at Marshall's right now too. And we'll just stay on the phone with each other yeah. and like, turn FaceTime on. Like, do you think I need this for my kitchen? And it's, I love that. I, just, that so, my, I called my sister the other day just to say, Hey, so I put too much vinegar in this pork thing. Uh, what? How am I fixing that? And she's like, "Do you have any jelly?" And I was like, "I have jelly." And she's like, "You need to cut it with something sweet." And I was like, "Jelly?" And she's yes. like, "It jelly's okay. Do you have a grape jelly?" And I said, "How about a teaspoon of sugar?" And she's like, "Do whatever you want to do, but I'm telling you." But what I do is because she knows things about you know, and we also mm. talk about coffee. Yeah, mm. yeah, a lot of my coffee. By the way, apricot jelly on a pork chop, so good. Oh yeah, yeah, I. It's it is something that people do love. They love a fruit and a meat, which I usually am against. But apricots actually might slip under the wire. Cherries, yeah. I'm offended. Excuse I'm me. like, yeah, take it away. Okay, so uh, limited edition pop culture. We've already sort of sl slid into it because that's what you're talking about, right? Oh yes. So the makeup palettes, and I keep up with all the releases. Now I have. You'd be surprised as much as. I I, all of them is I mean and everything you can think of if it if it appealed to women there is some type of an on there is some type of a eyeshadow palette a makeup palette a nail polish collection inspired by it it started small back in like 2009 there was a Muppets movie and OPI released in Muppets collect I'm talking about the Muppets a lot uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Muppets collection of nail polish so I got them and I was like I love this now, the only thing is I always have to remind myself when I take the packaging off this, will I still like it? Because a lot of times, everything that makes you smile about something is the box it comes in. So yeah. you have to visualize it. I even have to, like, I do this to keep myself from shopping. I'll take something off the display and walk around with it. And then I'll be like, is this actually that exciting? Or was it beautiful when it was next to 100 things that look like it? You know? Right, right. So I, I know I sound like a shopaholic, but I have a lot of, like, anti-shopaholic Right, right. You, that I do. Yeah, yeah. You have tools that you use when you are because the thing is, is everybody loves something, right? Mm -hmm. And you can get sucked into it, and you're just like, well, now I own all of this thing, and I actually don't like it. What you have is, you're like, I love this thing. I'm gonna drive around in in my cart in the store for a, a half an hour, and then look at it again with new eyes. It's a second draft of whether or not you're gonna buy that item. Yes. So, and uh, the makeup palettes to or makeup palettes to me have gotten out of control. I think there's way too many of them. Like I just saw Urban Decay had one for She-Hulk. Ain't nobody gonna buy that. <laughs> 13 what? shades of green. No one's buying this eyeshadow palette. <laughs> what what website are you finding the new releases of? Uh, uh, for the longest. So I like, you know, in and out of doing comedy. I, all, the whole time I've been doing comedy, I have always had some kind of part-time job. And sure. it's always been in cosmetics. So I was working at Ulta. But then you're on the emails for them. So Ulta and Sephora are the big ones. But I okay. also have ColourPop. ColourPop and Makeup Revolution are absolutely egregious with how many of these do they do. <laughs> yeah. 
I bought the Hocus Pocus lipsticks last fall. <laughs> well, it was Halloween. I needed uh, it. I have a red <laughs> called I Smell Children. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I smell children. Gross. I, gross. Um, uh, there was a, a, but there's a lot of times there's pop culture I love, but to me, the makeup looks cheap. So I won't buy it. Like there was, I love the Simpsons. I wasn't crazy about the Simpsons eyeshadow palette. So I was like, this looks uh, Well, have, their, their color palette isn't great. Yes. I have rules that it has to be like, the, it has to be quality. I have to think I'm going to use it. And then okay. the packaging on the outside has to last because like after you use up an eyeshadow palette, I will keep it and just turn it into a compact. So I have oh. a mirror that's like Disney villains themed or like Sailor Moon themed. But if I don't think I'm going to like the compact once the makeup is done, then I won't do it. It is weird to kind of collect something that expires. Yeah. It, or that you like. You used so up. you used it and you used it up not now. So what you're talking about is an actual compact, right? Like clamshell. Hello. That's what it becomes when there's nothing in it. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Exactly. So you essentially you just clean it out and then you could keep, I don't know, pills, weed, uh, you know, the Constitution, whatever you want. Like you could, you know, and, uh, I hadn't thought about putting drugs in it. That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> well, they're they're legal now. So you, you need to keep it. But it's but yeah, you could keep anything it's like literally and you could collect anything i am going to turn this around yeah in the corner if you could see it is that in in the corner is a spear uh-huh. and it is a, it is a prop from xena the warrior princess one of the extras carried it and it's just and we have a box of swords and he went to a prop he went to a prop a prop sale and he bought swords and scabbards and, and spears and he gave some away and he didn't give some away and we have many of them so what i like is is that we continue to like use them right i mean he mm-hmm. used he used them at the time for an actual game that he was in he was in a live action role-playing game where everyone needed swords oh, um, but now nobody needs them He's, he hasn't played in the larp in years that's not because he doesn't want to. It just hasn't come up. But uh, the, um, but yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm glad that you reuse the packaging. That's actually really helpful. Yeah, you know, I mean, it makes society. me feel better about being like you know because I did a lot of the stuff. It's like you already have eyeshadow. Did you need this eyeshadow? No, but it's themed after this thing, you know. And there's some things that I'm like this is stupid. I'm not going to buy it. Then there's some things. One thing I don't like though, is a lot of times the palettes are like, it's just not stuff that would make sense for me at all. Like color wise, like right, right. I, green, for example. Yeah. yeah I'm Too not going to wear green. not 10 shades of it. Not an entire <laughs> She-Hulk collect. There, a lot of the ones for the ones for Marvel movies never sell well. They always go on clearance and then you find them at Ross. Um, right. <laughs> right. So if you're like, oh, I want a, I want a Kate Bishop Hawkeye set, and uh, she wears a lot of purple. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if you saw the. Okay. So uh, well, that's kind of interesting. And then see, because what I'm always looking for is I'm always looking for a dressy top mm-hmm. that will go with my jeans or with my black pants. That because uh, I have one current I currently have one pair of pants that I don't mind what I look like in <laughs> and uh and so they are the pants that I bring and I wear every night feel free to come see me in Portland next week you guys anyway uh you see those pants but I can't find so I've, I've I yeah so w- when you get to clothes what are you looking for because they aren't organized and I think that might be why I buy so much of the other stuff because okay. clothes is really where it becomes a task. Um, every first of all, you have to look everywhere. I go through men's even though I'm only shopping for myself sometimes. Yeah. I, I I start all the way at petites, even though I wear like a 16, I'm still looking at the small sizes because also there are those bitches who like to hide stuff because they're like, they're not sure if they want. No, keep it in your cart until you're ready to leave, then put it back. Right. I hate, I hate someone who's like, oh, I'm not sure. So I'm going to put it back behind the, no, once it's out of hands, it's mine. Right. Right. It's like chess. You let go of it. It's my turn. And yeah, so keep it in the cart. It's like, 
It's a terrible job. Everyone knows that retail is a terrible job and restocking is a big portion of it. Yes. So keep it in the cart. And then they're like, okay, I guess I have to restock all this nonsense. If you find and, something you like and it's not in your size, don't give up. Hold on to that thing in the wrong size. Cause that's what I do is I start all the way through. So I'll find like a size small shirt. Although sometimes there is that, this is what's frustrating is like, I'm in that, that cusp between plus and regular or standards size, I guess. And with plus, if it's plus, it's plus, but with standard, they might have it. So yeah. if I find something and it's not the right size, I'll hold on to it until I find it's twin. Mm-hmm. And that like, I have like a little flag and I look for it. And another thing you want to do is like when you get ready to try on. Now, lately I haven't been trying stuff on because I'm worried about monkey fox. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's giving me the yucks. Um, and I've been washing everything when I get home, which is a dangerous game because a lot of this stuff is too cheap to wash. <laughs> right, right, right. You just wear it once and call it. Oh, yeah. It just comes out of the dryer as a pile of glitter. Um, <laughs> but um, I love when you go up to the, the the dressing room. If you look at the racks lining the dressing rooms, a lot of times anything you – because it's stuff people wanted enough to try on. The yeah. best stuff are on those racks yeah. that you never know. And then you got to pay attention. You flip it inside out. You get a shirt. Like if you're looking for a shirt, flip okay. it inside out. Make sure – Loose strings, loose buttons, zippers, whatever. It can be something you know how to fix, but yeah. it's 5, 10, 15, 20% off. Right, right. They'll give you it. I went shopping one time with a friend of mine, and she always got a couple of bucks off of everything because she's like, You see this? This is, this is, there's trouble here. And the, and whoever's working the register is like, Fine. Ted fine. <laughs> the only thing, though, is they will tell you you can't return it. So, yeah. I, I draw the line of like, if I absolutely love this enough that I feel like putting in the physical labor to fix this problem, then sure. But I'm getting my money off. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. a big one. Um, pants are hard. I feel like, I do feel like they'd be selling irregular pants at Ross. Like, yeah, like, yeah right? It's not the same size. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, seconds and irregulars, are those common enough or in those places or... I don't think my thing is I don't think they announce them. And sometimes I find that like the like sacks, like the fancier of the discount stores, the sacks and the Nordstrom rack. Yeah. Find stuff that like this is oh, this is such and such name brand. And then you look at it and it's like something's wrong with this. <laughs> this stitching is off. But it's Calvin Klein, but it's BCBG. You know, it's a line I've heard of. Yeah. Why is it? And it's and Which then usually Mm-hmm. I used to sell seconds and irregulars uh, at, at college. All of the t-shirts that we and sweatshirts that we sold, uh, my boss would get seconds and irregulars so we could sell them. I mean, you could get a University of Wisconsin Bucky Badger t- t-shirt or a sweatshirt for $15. Mm. And it was a hooded sweatshirt and it was white and it was, you know, it was a pretty cool looking sweatshirt, but it was slightly, you know, it wasn't that bad. But, uh, but the, the tags were always cut. And people would oh. sometimes ask, why are the tags cut? And I was like, oh, it must have been a mistake. Uh, essentially, I would lie. And then uh, where you see the worst of that, like straight up. I mean, this is just bootleg stuff. Is the, oh, right. the lowest rung of these stores is a is a nightmare of a monstrosity called Dee Dee's Discounts. OK, <laughs> how do you spell that? Dee Dee's Discounts, Dee Dee Discount, like Dee Dee. Just, just the letter D. Just not D-E-E. Okay, not like, uh, I always think of um, the little sister of, of uh, Dexter or whatever. Yes, yes like not, not D-E-D-E, just D-D. Okay. D-D's okay. discounts is where Ross's products go to die. So it's like once it's made, the it, once it's gone, <laughs> once it's gone like. Oh, they're all over the place, by the way. Bloomies, Saks, Macy's, they're everywhere. Macy's, yeah. Bloomy Saks, Macy's. Uh, Nordstrom. Marshall. Nordstrom Rack, yeah, Marshalls, Ross, Deedee's. Deedee's is its own little ring of hell. Um, <laughs> you're gonna find Michael Jordan shoes that have like the jump man has two arms up instead of one. <laughs> it's you're gonna you're gonna find stuff from like 10, 15 years ago. It's um it's a great place to find leftovers from celebrities' failed clothing lines. If oh. you're wondering like, does P Diddy still make clothes at Deedee's discount? He never stopped. It never um, stopped. It is. So it's, but those are some of, listen, at Aditi's, you're, I've never, I found one thing at Aditi's that I still okay. have to say, and it was a suitcase. Okay. I mean, those are triumphs, though. That's kind of, I mean, do you get sort of like a huge, you're like, oh, I saw that. I saw 
J-Lo or I saw, I don't know, famous people. Yeah. And, this, yeah. and the suitcase so far is just like, it's my absolute backup plan suitcase. I just have it. Yeah. Terrible, but it worked in the moment. I had a trip where I came home with too much shit. And I needed, <laughs> I needed something to put my stuff from the other stores in. So. But there's a Chinese, there was a one of those, um, it was literally Chinese, but there are several, there are different Asian markets out there. And what you can get is amazing kitchen items mm -hmm. and luggage. And um, I found, I had luggage from this Chinese store that was underneath my favorite dim sum place for Ooh. a decade, for 15 years until uh, one time it broke so bad that all of my clothes went all over the 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 thing and i was very very embarrassed and uh, so i put it in the thing and i was so embarrassed i went and i bought i believe i spent a thousand dollars on a piece of luggage oh i was so mad but get this it was a to me and i have since become addicted to that brand and i didn't say it was to me because to me is like i feel like okay i feel like comedians have a lot of pride in our luggage i feel like it's one of those things you get, a, you get a luggage conversation going and then we're talking and listen, I'm at the Samsonite level. That means I am headlining B rooms across the country. <laughs> you guys, Jasmine Ellis, comedy.com. Get her an A room. Somebody get her into the improvs so that she can get a Toomey situation going. Just one. They have four wheels and and I both I just got both of them fixed for free. Mm -hmm. If you take it to Toomey, I was like, two of the zippers on this thing are broken. And this one, the, the prop, the prop thing is, could you fix these? And she's like, it's, you pay for shipping. We fix it. And I was like, and then I, and then they sell you a loaner. They loan you a, I just spent, it, it's a $400 down payment that they give you back. Okay. When you return it. But you know what? Uh, there's a reason I pick a certain piece of luggage. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, the piece of luggage that is chosen so that uh, it is comfortable for me. And this was not that luggage. And it was very irritating. I travel. We travel so much. Yeah, that, it's important. That, mm -hmm. It's like, honestly, like buying to buy. I was explaining this to my husband. I was like, buying a suitcase is a little bit like buying a car for me. Like, I have to think about like how it drives, how it handles. Because you're going like, to when you're walking through like tons of I mean, I'm very happy with my Samsonite, which like I did not get at Ross and Marshall's. Mm -hmm. I did not. Um, I went to the actual Samsonite outlet, but it was a very important, it's an important decision. And mine, mine had a crack in it. It wasn't even fully broken. It was just like a crack at the bottom mm -hmm. and they replaced it completely for me and didn't even make me pay the shipping. And right. it was a $200 suitcase. So, right. So you've spent some money on suitcases because you have to. Mm -hmm. And the weird thing is, is that once you it's exactly like buying a car because it, people always say in Los Angeles that there's a lot nicer cars than any other place. It's because of traffic. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're going to spend four hours a day every day in your car, it has to be comfortable. You have to have all of the things that you want in your car is your castle in Los Angeles. So you're going to spend most of your money either on like because I'm a comic when I first moved here. I didn't care about my car because I was always driving against traffic to get to open mics mm -hmm. and, my, and my day job. So I spent all of my money on my apartment and I was like, no, I need to go home and feel safe. And it has to be, uh, it could be tiny, but I have to be able to clean it and it has to be able to be like kind of nice. Yes. So I spent all my money on my, but then, you know, eventually you're just like, well, I would like, you know, it just depends how much time you spend. In the, and all of my time is spent rolling these stupid pieces of luggage around. So they have to be nice. Yes. And I also like it has to, I have, oh, I, I love my luggage so much. It's black, but it, but, but it has gold zippers. The other oh, day, so you can tell. You can this see old, this, this guy like walked up and he was trying to take my suitcase. And I was like, sir, that's mine. He was like, oh, how can you tell? And I was like, the gold zippers and the pink jasmine tag sir sir <laughs> exactly because i see like there's a lot of like the same i always get the uh, um the name where they put the letters from your name on it because it's free up to me monogramming that thank you for the word <laughs> that's the word and uh i always get that because then i know then I don't have to check tags and stuff. Then I could just go, oh, there's Andy's one and there's my one. And now I have my two pieces of luggage. And uh, so. Yeah. I was like buying luggage at these discount stores. <laughs> Here's the thing. What they do is to make money is they yeah. split up sets and it's never super high quality. 
Um, so, but you get what you get with those. If it's yeah. if you just need a bag while you're out, it makes a difference. But um, don't spend too much on them. They're usually they're usually not. That, um, if you're gonna spend money, go to a go to a specific luggage and and roll it around a little bit. Care, you know. I know if that you take more than twelve trips a year, you need to invest in your luggage. If yeah. you're going to be in the airport more than twelve times a year, like that's more than if you do the average, that's once a month. Then it's yeah. important part of your life. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That is an excellent piece of advice. Okay, so I want to ask you next about the divas in TV, TV and film besides Miss Piggy. <laughs> uh, are are you getting fashion tips from them, or you just like how shiny they are? What is happening? As it's kind of funny, my relationship with it has changed. Now that I am, you know, getting into writing comedy and wanting to write television, I'm thinking about the way that these women are portrayed. Because, like, from a very young age, though, um, like I always, I always joke and say I never went through a not like other girls phase. I was always like, I'm exactly like that girl. Yes, I love her. <laughs> and, and growing up in like the '90s and 2000s, I do feel like a lot of the portrayals of women were really one-dimensional. Either it was just a female character who didn't contribute much and didn't have much going on, or she was like the audience was supposed to perceive her as annoying or bitchy or bad and i love those persons i love <laughs> if someone was you like, wearing, you like the trouble the, the ones who were who were mixing it up okay yes you know because they'd always be fabulous they'd be fabulous and they'd be owning it and i was like are they actually a problem or is everyone around them just boring and, <laughs> So like, Amen. You, yes. And if you look at shows like um, A Different World, for example, you know, Whitley definitely starts out as like the she's the diva and she starts out a little bit like the villain. And then we sure. get to know her more as a person. And I just always I don't know. I've just always loved glamour. I used to watch like beauty pageants on TV. And I just I I think the act of I don't say putting yourself together because that implies you're not together before. Right. I think the act of playing with your appearance in different ways especially the hyper feminine is just so fun. I mean, it's the reason why people love drag. And I'm like, you know, I just, I'm my own version of a drag queen when I feel like it. And I love yeah. seeing, I love seeing people celebrate that. So some yeah. of my favorites, um, like I said, Whitley, Whitley from a different world. Um, Hillary from the Fresh Prince is one of my absolute favorites. Um, oh, yeah. Me and my little sister, when she came to visit me, she was like, we got to go to Beverly Hills. And I was like, okay. And we had a dress up day. Like literally, I forget how much people in LA do not dress up. In fact, making an effort with your appearance makes you look like both crazy and poor. <laughs> right. Like you can't, in LA, you're not supposed to look like you're trying. You're like, no, I just threw together this amazing outfit. Because, but and it's so funny because it's people with like millions of dollars of plastic surgery mm -hmm. wearing um, a, a sweatshirt that costs $400. Right. Slept on the ground to get to yeah. look everyone wants to look like shit but important yeah. shit important. and i would yeah and i would rather spend 30 dollars on my outfit and be like i love this yeah uh, is it trendy no did it make me happy yes so uh we dressed we literally dressed up as hillary banks and went and had <laughs> and we went and had brunch at this country club and it was <laughs> that's like i love and uh, they were like oh tourism and you're like yes Yes, oh, yes, we are having the time of our lives. Yes, I just I just leaned into it fully. Didn't even act like I lived there. I I mean, it was ridiculous. Like houndstooth with like the over the top fake Chanel button. <laughs> like very. If you remember Hillary from the Hillary Banks from Fresh Prince, I was there. Right. Um, my favorite diva movie in the whole world. If you if you're familiar with this, you're gonna love it. It's called Jackie's Back, and it stars uh, Jennifer Lewis. Have you seen it? Nope. Oh! I have not. Is it rom Is it a romantic comedy? No, it is a um, it is a mockumentary comedy, and okay. that is one of my favorite genres. And it has Tim, Tim Arnold, Kirk. Tom Arnold, Tim Charles Curry. Barkley, yes. Ricky Lake, Ricky Lake, Penny Marshall, Bette yep. Midler, Liza yep. Minnelli, yep. what Rosie O'Donnell, Dolly Parton, David Hyde Pierce, Grace Slick, Joe Beth Williams, Julie Nagerty. Kathy Griffin, Whoopi Goldberg, Melissa Etheridge, Loretta Devine, mm -hmm. uh, Don Cornelius, Jackie Collins, and Diane Car Diane Carroll. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
So the premise, it is my favorite movie in the world. Okay, the premise of this is ridiculous. It is about this like washed up diva planning her comeback, played by Jennifer Lewis, who played the mom on Blackish and is just extraordinary in everything she does. And she is very delusional and has like not the best relationship with her kids. And she, it, it's, there's all these flashbacks to like what she was doing in the seventies and eighties. And she's just, she's this, this hilariously tragic over the top character. And oh my God, it's just, there's so many funny scenes. David Hyde Pierce plays this like a pianist and <laughs> they instantly don't click. And it's so funny. And then Tim Curry is like making a documentary about her. And he's just like, it is his, his, accent is the most Britishy it's ever been and like kind of smug and it's just <laughs> God, there's these parts and all these like failed products she tries to sell are hilarious like this like relaxer made out of pickle juice that makes people go bald it's so so fucking funny I saw oh that when God. I was like 12 years old and I, I bought it on that's, DVD that's the sweet spot right there <laughs> it was a life affirming movie for me. And um, all those movies, all those people you just named are, are cameos of people who get interviewed about her. And oh, but uh, Whoopi Goldberg plays her sister who she like stepped on to get to the top. And it's so funny. It's just, oh my God. I love silly. I think divas are some of the funniest archetypes of people because people who take themselves too seriously are so funny. And I just, I love that. I love, I love everything about that. Um, so I'm trying. Cool. I'm trying to get it from Netflix DVD because I'm a hundred years old and we still get DVDs. I didn't know that was a thing. Netflix DVD is a thing. Yeah, it's still a thing. You could still. Matter of fact, why am I trying that before just going to Netflix? <laughs> and it's called Jackie's. What I forget. Jackie's back. Jackie's back. I don't okay. know where she's been. I don't know where she's at. All I know is Jackie's back. That's the theme song. What is happening? That is the song. <laughs> I, oh, there it is. Explore title. See, I knew they would only have it on DVD. And they and I, for some reason, my password is different for Netflix DVD than it is for regular Netflix. I have a copy. You are so welcome to borrow it. There like, we go. I, I, I will borrow it. We have a DVD player. I, so. Another Divas movie before we like, I just want to tell you guys about this real quick because you need to watch it. It's called A Diva's Christmas Carol. It's a Christmas oh. Carol, but with Vanessa Williams. What? Played. Imagine if, Vanessa Williams. Imagine if Ebenezer Scrooge was Ebony Scrooge. And she yes. was the lead singer of a Diana Ross-esque in the Supremes group. And then the other ones die and they come to haunt her. And it's like everything you know about A Christmas Carol, but as a absolute... A, Christmas Carol. A Diva's Christmas Carol. It was a VH1. A, uh, both of the movies I told you about were TV movies. And right. my guests tracked them down because once they stopped airing them, I was like, I have to own these. <laughs> in my collection next to the entirety of, of Golden Girls. And that's all I own. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have, uh, I'm, I just bought some more DVDs that we have not watched yet, but we're busy uh, playing catch up on a thousand British uh, murder mysteries. So, uh, but Christmas right around the corner for me. Uh, and I will watch a Divas, a Divas Christmas Carol every year if I like it. And because uh, we have so many Christmas movies and I'm always looking for a new one. Yeah. And uh, so, and I love Vanessa Williams. I mean, so, it doesn't do anything extraordinary. It is absolutely a Christmas Carol movie. Exactly what, <laughs> that is all that I want out of it. I want it to be exactly that and done well. Or yeah. done poorly with panache and style. Uh, <laughs> that is all I ask out of uh, out of any of that nonsense. It's uh, my favorite. Okay, so um, yeah, so those are those are TV movies that were were that. So who are your favorite current uh, sort of diva e people? That and do you do you look at them and think to yourself? And, and think, look at the makeup or how they do the makeup or how they dress and try to duplicate that ever? Or or do you just appreciate them for what they're doing with themselves? Um, yes and no. I think the influence sinks its way in. Uh, like, I mean, I, I just started, I rewatched the, the nanny and I think the nanny's very much a, a diva. And you see I'm wearing leopard right now. Um, right, right. <laughs> Uh, a TV people now. I feel like those characters come in and out of fashion. There'll be like one or two on a TV show who I just adore. Um, the most recent one I can think of that I loved was um, obviously Moira Rose and um, what is the daughter's name? Both on the Shun Shits Creek, the daughter okay. and the mother. I think very much, very much the mother. Moira right. Rose having like a wall of wigs and just her like made up accent that she has. David. Right. 
we're going to have to contact the press. Like it's just, <laughs> it's a not, it's a non a thing that doesn't even exist. I love that. That is so funny to me. Um, it's a non, uh, yeah, it is a non. It's, it's a non-regional. She does. There's yeah. no region that talks like this. Like she made that. There's no people that talk like that. She just literally is like, no, this is how I am talking. Yes. And yeah, that's so great. That's hilarious. I love, um, the Mindy Project has been off the air for almost 10 years. Gosh, I'm, I'm showing my age here, but I adored the Mindy Project and uh, the exaggerated version of Mindy Kaling played by like the Mindy Lahiri character. Right. It's very much that. I just, a lot of my comfort TV shows that I like to just have on in the background, I'll tell my, I'll tell my husband, he's like, what do you want to watch? And I'm like, I don't know, something something with a well-dressed woman taking control of her life. Okay. <laughs> and I'm having a bad Is that okay? Is that all right? Just someone who has their shit together and they're, they, they seem to be doing it correctly. How about that? Yes. And I do feel like we're showing more, I think they're showing more dimension of those type of characters. Yeah. And instead of being like the villain or the foil to some like, you know, um, cute tennis shoes dressed every girl. We're showing <laughs> women. Women have so much versatility and they can be all these things. They can be glam or not glam or like smart and glam and and dumb and glam. And you know what I mean? They give me so many more yeah. things. So I, I love that. Um, I'm trying to think of like current ones. What have I been watching lately? Um, I mean, how, yeah. what we do in the shadows, I would say Nadja is a little bit of a diva. Uh, right. I, <laughs> you are you're far more current than me i'm watching shows from i don't know 2012 there's no i'm just trying to catch up you guys um, the only thing i'm current on are all of sort of the comic book ones and there's there's no there's no reason for me to quote those people i mean not that oh the old one that we're watching the only per what do you think and i don't know that you've ever seen this show is the frankie and grace Grace, Grace and Frankie. Frankie. Grace is absolutely a diva. The I, Jane Fonda character. Yes. Yes. I, I, yes. Um, Eighty. I love it. She. I don't even understand how they can work six hours a day when you're 80 or 90 years old and they're doing TV shows and there's five seasons or whatever seasons. I love that is one of those shows that I come in and out of and I, I love it. I love the um the older daughter of the two characters, too. Who's oh, like, right, right. Yes, the blonde, that, like, sort of, she's a corporate lady. The yes. I was going to say in a red dress. Guess how many episodes I've seen with her? What? <laughs> yeah. She's so good at that kind of character, though. I love the stressed out person who's trying to control 900 things at once. Yeah. I, I love it. And she's so good at that. Um, Grace and Frankie's great. Okay. Well, speaking of the elderly, uh, <laughs> do you want to weigh in very briefly? on the Golden Girls, the only other thing that you own. Keeping it brief on the Golden Girls. Okay, so like, these are the boxes for my Golden Girls pop, <laughs> Funko Pops right here. Oh, you have Funko Pop Golden they're Girls? Like, they're organized on the whole wall behind me. Um, I just went to a Golden Girls pop-up restaurant in Beverly Hills, like two weeks ago. What is, how is, is it, mm -hmm. I know what a pop-up restaurant is, not one that's there. It's just, they come in. What made it Golden Girls? So they did a really good job of creating space in the thing that looked like the Golden Girl set. So oh. there's like a kitchen that looks just like their kitchen. And then there's a whole set of just take pictures called Blanche. It's like Blanche's boudoir. Okay. Remember the character Blanche has like all those palm leaves on everything. So it's that. I took pictures over there. Um, the food was not good. Oh, that's uh, unfortunate. You know, what? kind of on point, though, because imagine what they're eating. You know, <laughs> you know, I was OK, but like, you know, Sophia, the character, if you're familiar with Gold, you, you watch Golden Girls. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Supposed to be this amazing Italian cook. And so they had this thing on the menu that was like Sophia's lasagna. And I was like, oh, no, this is uh, this is Prego's lasagna. This is very sweet, very mass. Yeah, that's not cool. Because that because lasagna is something you eat when you're like, this is going to be totally worth every every gallery yeah i didn't love the food the decoration was really cute um it was a fun experience i if that is a little strange the way they do things you have to like reserve a specific time um it was kind of a little it wasn't when you do the math on it it's not that expensive but like 70 dollars for two people to eat isn't that bad but there was no alcohol which i thought was a little kind of a letdown <laughs> like there was nowhere to get alcohol at all oh right didn't they drink? I, I thought they drank on the show. They do. I think maybe they just didn't have their liquor license for this space. But oh, fair, fair enough. <laughs> the TVs were playing episodes. There were like framed pictures of the cast and like signed stuff. It was, oh my gosh. That's fun. 
there were so many people dressed in character. Um, I just wore like a Golden Girls t-shirt with a little <laughs> sequins bolero and top. <laughs> Very old lady. I love that. Um, and my husband, I he, he's like, whatever, wear, I'll wear whatever you tell me to. So I put him in this like Hawaiian shirt and khakis. Yes. Exactly like all of their weight staff. Like, it was the uniform. <laughs> I was like, I was like, don't meander when you get up to go to the restaurant. Right, someone's going to ask for water. <laughs> oh, man. It was it was fun. And I just I love to me. Golden Girls is one of the best sitcoms ever written. And I think they cracked the formula for female friendship dynamics when it comes to sitcoms. I think if you look at every sitcom that exists, every single sitcom that exists post Golden Girls, they have the four archetypes, which are a little bit limiting sometimes. But right. every show that has four personalities, there's your Blanche, there's your Rose, there's your Sophia, there's your Dorothy. Okay. Okay. Like Sex in the City. Samantha. Yes. Here. Okay. She's Blanche. She's absolutely your Blanche. She's sex crazed, glamour. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Your Blanche always represents the most dramatic version of everything the show is could be about. Okay. Okay. So you got your Samantha, then you've got your Carrie is your Dorothy because she's a little bit more your grounded character. Okay. You got, uh, Charlotte is your Rose, not necessarily dumb but idealistic. Okay. Hell, uh, um, right. even parallel lines like Cheers had a had a Rose. If you think about it, Woody was the dumb one, and then there was the yep. sex. There's always dumb, sexy. Yep. Um, a little crazy mm -hmm. and the center. And every show has that. And like bringing Who it back. the center at, on, on Golden Girls? On Golden Girls, the center is Dorothy. Dorothy, Dorothy started, Dorothy is the catalyst of the show. Which is B. Arthur, right? B. Arthur, B. Okay. Arthur gets divorced and okay. she's in with Blanche. Blanche is already living with Rose. And right. then her, Sophia, her mother, her shady pines the horrible nursing home she's at burns down and that's the catalyst for the show so dorothy kind of represents the more grounded version of the life there's always like you have your person who's your more grounded version and then you have the person who almost they don't dislike each other but sometimes they seem to be wildly opposed and that's your dorothy and your blanche so like if you okay. look at like, um living single mm -hmm. you know you got um well okay actually i'm kind of undoing my own theory there but close, but I say, but I, I like the breakdown of what those characters are because mm -hmm. that's so, I mean, when you write those characters, when, when you watch a sitcom, you're like, oh, I kind of recognize, like, I don't know, I don't watch any sitcoms, uh, sadly, right now, but uh, Ghosts on, on, on the HBO Max from Great Britain, mm -hmm. that's the only one, and there's 11 characters, so yes. uh, the, uh, but there is but it is nice that that there are these archetypes and you're like as long as they and and it's you think that the golden girls uses those those types more interestingly than other sitcoms i do and you know what this is so <laughs> i i do think they use it more interestingly than other sitcoms and it's just more consistent because you can watch any scene with them and whether you're watching an episode from season one or season seven you know who's going to talk in what beat you <laughs> Dorothy's going to come in and say hello, and then Blanche is going to kind of half ignore her and say something about herself, which is going to make Dorothy say something mean to her, but not that mean. Uh, and then Rose will try to contribute, and what she'll say is kind of dumb. And then Sophia will make fun of what Rose just said. And it's like, it's a balance, and it's just, but I feel like every show with four, maybe not even four women, every show with four kind of has a, a rhythm that I think is very similar. I mean, I could go into like the... I could talk about the Tao of Golden Girls all day. Like sometimes I even think it represents astrology. Okay, Dorothy is your Earth sign. All right, yeah. she's grounded. She's down to earth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, Rose is your air sign. Air is free flowing. It's right. all over the place. It can even you know air sign people can sometimes seem dumb or flighty. Mm -hmm. um, Blanche is your fire sign. Right. Um, you know, hotsy hotsy tot. I mix it up. They mix it up. Rose is your water sign. Okay. Water. Water sign people are oh, slow, sweet, sweet to the point of seeming stupid sometimes. So that's water signs. Okay. And then air signs are a little crazy. That's that's Sophia. Okay. Fire oh, signs right. are fiery. And then earth is earth. So like earth, wind, fire right there. <laughs> I just, I just think golden girl sets up the next 20 years of sitcoms and makes them work so well. And it's just, it is just so soothing to me. And the one liners are just so good. Like, I yeah, the writing on it is, I mean, it is, sometimes it is like a scalpel where they yeah. just get in there and you're like, I, it'll take me out of the show sometimes where I'm like, oh no, 
I would like to actually write that down because it was so funny. And I feel like we can't pull that off anymore sometimes with writing because it's just like people's pace of what they enjoy isn't that fast anymore. I don't know. I I miss how quippy that that quip that show was so damn quippy and just good. Yeah, yeah, I I do love it. Four performers at the top of their game, just amazing. Jasmine Ellis, it has been an hour. (laughs) just so you know that it has gone by and i've actually learned things about how to shop at some of these places that are there they are in they're they're a mess of a store so Mm -hmm. when i when i go in i get overwhelmed but what you've done is you've kind of i see why it's a zen thing for you because you're like i know exactly what i'm not looking for I'm just going to go in and let it flow over me. And if I'm interested, I'm interested. If I'm not, I just spent a half an hour and it was nice. Yes. I got to look at some things. I love that. Uh, okay. So jasmineellescomedy.com. It'll be in the notes. The name of the podcast is Podcast Rhythm and Bay. Wait, it's called Rhythm and Bay. It's just a yes. podcast. Rhythm and, Rhythm and Bay. Bay. Rhythm and Bay. Bay is the, the term of endearment. That's right. And is it Rhythm and Bay uh, all spelled out dot com? Do you mm-hmm. have that? Uh, actually, I don't have a website for them. So if you go to jasmineellescomedy.com, just click podcast and it'll link you yeah. to it. Success. Yep. And uh, and everybody go out and buy a Diva's Christmas Carol uh, as Christmas approaches. I know it's August. Uh, I know it's September. So uh, <laughs> the um, we've talked about things. Everyone find her comedy. Listen to Rhythm and Bay. Thank you so much for doing the show. Of course. Yay. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?